Hi, welcome to Solo BG. My name is Derek, and this is episode number 41. And this is the beginning of something special because now we are in one of my favorite months of the year October, the month of the mystery, of the terror, of the horror, of all that, uh, you know dark side of things and because it's October because it's the Halloween month even if you celebrate Halloween or not well we have a special special month which includes four special or probably more than four special episodes during October we're gonna focus just on evil games like horror games terror games and for this episode we're gonna talk about Cthulhu the horror in Dunwich and standalone expansion for the Cthulhu deck building game. Now, this game was provided to me during Gen Con 2019 from my good friends from Wyvern Games, which they're the publishers of the game, Wyvern Games. Once again, thank you and saying hi, by the way, to all of them. They were very nice during the, uh, during the convention on Gen Con 2019. We did a live streaming, so if you, you haven't checked out the Gen Con episode, go and check it out and... You, you know, I put, I put all the audio of all the live streamings that we do through Facebook. And if you want to see me talking about the games and all the stuff during Gen Con, you can always go back in time. Let's take the DeLorean and let's go back in time. And you can go to our Facebook page at Solo BG Podcast. And over there you will find all the videos that I took on um, the Gen Con 2019. And that's where they give me all these amazing games. And like I said, uh, today, tonight, this evening... Uh, depends on where are you and what time of the day or the night it is. Well, we're going to talk about Cthulhu, the horror in Dunwich, the standalone deck building game from Wyvern Games. Now, if this is your first time in the podcast, well, welcome. You already hear me. Uh, you know, I always do like a little intro before the show. Then we start with the music and then we start with the, with the game of this episode. But this is a podcast that we talk mainly about solo and cooperative board games but once a month we have the solo with friends episode where we talk about a competitive game of course a game that you can highly likely not play solo so it's a fully competitive game or other weird mechanic that doesn't allow you to play solo but the remaining of the weeks we have a weekly episode about a solo and cooperative games we also have episodes with interviews here in october is going to be a busy month, a very special month, and that's why between the weeks uh, you will probably see episodes with interviews uh, with friends that they're releasing Kickstarter games, different publishers and designers. So stay tuned, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SoloBG Podcast. And I already talked too much, let's start with the show in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Solo BG, your podcast for solo and cooperative board games. Here you will find everything you need to know about your favorite and most recent games. Art, rules, gameplays and interviews. Here is your host, Derek Rodriguez. Alrighty, so now we are here in Solo BG Podcast and I'm very excited. It's been a little bit of a long since we have an episode dedicated to a game. Once again, this is the first episode, chapter one of the Halloween special. I was working in the lab late 
when my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It caught on in a flash He did the match He did the monster match From my laboratory And that's why we are here to talk about our first game, once again, Cthulhu, the horror in Dunwich, and standalone scary deck building game from the base game of Cthulhu, uh, the deck building, of course, by Wyvern Games. This is, once again, a standalone expansion that you can get on their website, Wyvern Games, and, uh, you know, you don't need the base game, you can just play this uh, expansion, but if you have... You want to have the full collection and the full experience of horror and terror well you want to get the base game and then this one and that way you can mix them and make a night of terror with your friends if the building is what more appeals to you now before we talk about the game let me tell you of course like always i know we are in october and halloween month but let me tell you what i've been playing uh you know back in september not too long ago uh back on september 2019 i play tribes dawns of humanity a uh, sort of a um, work placement activation game. Um, I will call it a yeah, civilization game. You know, it's a dawn of humanity, I guess. That game, uh, thanks to my friend Jonathan, uh, our, my friend Jonathan Sarki, he brought it to the table. You know, we have. I have a. I'm a very lucky person, and I'm very blessed that I have a gaming group, a weekly gaming group. Well, I have a few gaming groups, but the, you know, the main one, um, and we get together uh, once a week. Uh, to play mainly cooperative and competitive games, of course, the rest of the nights are for solo gaming. But um, Jonathan brought this game, and well, we were actually at his place, and we play Tribes Downs of Humanity. Very nice, I like it, you know, I, I'm looking forward to play it again. And who knows, probably an episode in the future. Uh, I also play Terrible Below again, that's one of my favorite from Renegade Game, which that's for sure Terrible Below that we're going to have an episode soon. Now, you're wondering why you didn't include, or why, are you going to include Terror Below in October? No, not at all, because Terror Below is not a, actually a scary game. It's more like about fun, the frameworks, and Kevin Bacon. You got what I'm saying. So, uh, we're not going to talk about Terror Below on, on October. Um, also, I'm playing Sojourn by Wyvern Games 2, a fantastic solo game. I like it a lot, and we're going to have an episode about it, too. You're traveling to Triumph, you're trying to find the four, uh, let's say, parts from your time machine, because your uh, four fragments that they got broken and lost into space and time, so you're traveling to different locations, and you're trying to find those four fragments, and that way you can go back home, which, by the way, fun fact, the character from that game, the male character from that game on Sojourn, they did a cross-universe or something very cool, and that same character, the time traveler, you can find it here in the Cthulhu, the deck-building game, which is very nice. And, um, you know, I also play It, Evil Below. I guess that's not a spoil if you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I play It, Evil Below by the OP or US Opoly. And I, I will have the episode this month. It's one of the, it's one of the, four, it's one of the four games that we're going to talk about in the Halloween month. I don't want to spoil you when. And I'm not going to say anything else about the game. I'm just going to say that I play It, Evil Below. I also watched the chapter two not too long ago in the movie theater. I like the movie. I preferred the first one, but it still was a good movie. Uh, and the game, I'm not going to tell you anything until we have the episode. So stay tuned. Solo BG Podcast this October, Halloween month for different games for, for horror games or terror games. And I also play 
Shards of Infinity, Shadow of Salvation. Once again, thanks to my friend Jonathan. He brought it to the table, and we played the uh, expansion, you know, that makes the game fully cooperative by far. And we agreed that night, my friend Caleb and Jonathan, the three of us, we agreed that Shards of Infinity is a good game if you play it competitive. But if you play it cooperative, the games make more sense, especially if you're playing three players, and it's fun, and, and it, uh, it, it pushes you to, you know, to cooperative and, 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 and play some cards, to sacrifice some cards, and that way you can kill some of your friends and make more damage. It's a good game. I personally, and I'm pretty sure my friends as well, we prefer the game cooperative, but we also probably in the future will have an episode about uh, that game, Shards of Infinity, Shadows of Salvation, a good deck-building game. And we also... Uh, play more of the DC deck building river, which is fantastic. I love that game. We need to talk about it, you know. We need to have an episode about that. We need to have so many episodes and we will have them. But you know that one of my weaknesses, DC and Batman, and um, this game, I love it. And recently, my wife, uh, you know, beautiful Erica, she gave me uh, a set of meeples from the Justice League. You know, I got some, um, I, I guess when the, when the time comes, I will tell you what I got to pump in or hype the, uh, the game, you know, I, I got a little bit of, you know, action figures, like small ones from Dollar Store, Batman, Flash, and all those guys, and I put them, you know, on top of the cards, but the problem is that they're a little bit bigger for the game in order to be very well displayed and very nice visualizing speaking, but my wife, she got me, I was very lucky, she got me a set of meeples from the Justice League, and those meeples look amazing on the game, so... Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm going to post some pictures on Facebook as well, Instagram or Twitter, probably they are there already. If not, I'm going to post it very soon. And fun fact, those meeples are from Cryptozoic, so you can check it out on their, uh, you know, stuff. Cryptozoic, they have some meeples from the Justice League, and they work great with the game. If you would like to have meeples and cards with, in a deck building game, which I personally do. And I think that's all I've been playing recently, actually. Um... Uh, and, you know, I've been having a lot of fun. Probably more games are escaping my mind right now, but I've been playing a lot. I've been having fun. i also uh, been playing uh, Imaginarium, which is a weird, crazy, fun game. i also been playing The Walking Dead, Something to Fear, the card game, uh, by, by, designed by Derek and uh, his wife, Derek Van Hauser. Uh, by the way, same name, great name, buddy. <laughs> anyway, The Walking Dead, Something to Fear, it's a cool game by Skybound. And also Victorian Masterminds, it's a good game by Antoine Balsa and Eric Lang. So, by Cool Mini or Not, or Simon, however you want to call it. Anyway, let's jump into today's episode, because we want to talk about Cthulhu the Horror in Dawn, which is the deck building game, I already mentioned it like five times. But anyway, it's a good game, um, well, let's put the break. I'm not going to say anything. It's Jet. It's a unique game. Let's put it there, right, before we start to, you know rate the game and give our thoughts. It's a unique game. We're going to talk about it. I already played a couple of times. I played one player, two players, three players, four players, a few times. So I'm ready to talk to you about the game in this Halloween month of 2019. Once again, October 2019, chapter one of our Halloween special. And let's see. How the box and cover looks. Box and cover. Okay, so now we are in the box and cover section of the show. And if this is your first time, you're wondering, what the hell? Why the box and cover? Well, 
in this section, this is one, I mean, once again, this is episode 41, but if this is your first time, in this episode, we tell you, or I tell you, uh, you know, how is the art on the box? Because for me, I know probably it's not the smart thing to do, but for me, the visualizing graphic art aspects of a game, starting from the box, is very important. Um, there's games that they're very good games, but the art and the and the box it's it's very shame, you know. It's it's very low quality, and that really pushed me away from the game. At least me, I, I'm a very visual person, so I need to go by what I see. I need to like it. It need to look good. It need to look artistic, or depends on the on the atmosphere of the game, and that will be a plus one for me. Talking about the box, so that's why I decided on this podcast to dedicate an ep- uh, section to how the art on the box looks and also the size of the box because once you get into this hobby, as you probably agree with me, amazing listeners, amazing friends, is that you get to a point that the storage, it's a problem because you keep getting games and games and games and games and more games and you start to run out of space, which by the way, I'm looking forward to have some of my friends, colleagues, gamers, um, you know, publishers and designers and make a special episode about it, talk about different aspects from the hobby, but without the gaming aspect. I mean, talk about board games and our hobby, but not about if a game is good or bad, more about the surroundings, you know, about the hobby, and, or regarding the hobby, better said. So that's why I also talk about the size of the box, because in that way, you know, there's a, a, there's games that they have among us, like huge, huge, huge size of a box, that you can fit probably three or four games in there, and, you know, I mean, uh, they didn't even have to give you that big box. They probably could have do something different, but anyway, I don't know, probably uh, cheaper production in China or whatever, but I guess it's important to talk about the uh, art and the size of the box. Now, if you think otherwise, please, please, please leave it on the comments here on the episode on iTunes, if you're listening to iTunes, or if you're listening to Spotify or any other source of podcasts or streaming like Pandora, Google Play, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if, you, if you're not allowed to put a comment there, please, uh, you can do it on our Facebook, Twitter, on Instagram at SoloBGPodcast or to our email at SoloBGPodcast or gmail.com. I always love receiving emails from all of you amazing listeners and I always read them and try to, uh, you know, reply as soon as possible. Anyway, that's why we talk about the box and covers. Now let's jump into the box and cover and the box and cover is... A shoe size box. Yeah, I call it the shoe size, like the shoe shoes shape box. Uh, you know, like probably just to give you an idea, like the deck, uh, DC deck building game, DC river uh, deck building game. Uh, smaller than the legendary ones. It's just like a like a small shoe size box, which is very convenient for storage. And you have on the front the art, and it says Cthulhu the Horror in Dawn, which and it has like different panels, like horizontal panels, like a thumb of them. Actually, I will count this on three, six, eight. Eight different panels with faces. The first face is as an investigator, and then you have like a creature like coming towards the box, and then you have like a haunted house or a haunted mansion on the back, and then you have like a witch or a or a, or a goal or something there, and then you have like the woods, and then a, a, a woman screaming, and then you have one of the characters, which actually I, that's the most recent character that I played with. His name is Hobo, and you have it there as well. Uh, on the on the on the portrait and um, and yeah so you have then you have like a dinosaur or a monster over there like a creature too the art it's great the art um, 
you know so far i can tell you that they are i like it from the box it has that very comic i guess like a creepy comic um aspect look so anyway we're gonna talk about on the review on my, my thoughts part and the review part i'm gonna mention something about the aesthetics and the art the aesthetics and the art of the game anyway and then it says cthulhu the horror and dunwich on the sides on the laterals of, on the laterals of the box as well cthulhu the horror in dunwich and then on the back of the box you have do you have enough moxie they ask you and then it says a cooperative deck building game set in the cthulhu world the cry of the whimper will have foretold the return of the elder gods now they're back stronger than ever on the practice on the precipice on, on the precipice in dunwich oh my god my english is killing me uh, is your vestigial instinct strong enough to banquish the horror in Dunwich? There is only one way to find out. Uh, so anyway, this is a game from Wyvern Games. You have the symbol here, and it says that it plays H14+. Uh, it says, it's fine, you know, it says H14 to Cthulhu. So if you're older enough than Cthulhu yet, then you can still play the game, my friend. So if Cthulhu, you're listening to me, you can play your game, you can defeat your body. So over there, grab a beer and, you know, play against them. 14 to Cthulhu. I love that uh, that aspect, that little joke on the game. Also, they said that it plays 45 to 120 minutes. I totally agree. It can get a little bit longer. It depends on the you know the game. And that it plays one to six players. One, one, one to six players. One is what matters to us because we are solo gamers. And that you, it was a game founded on Kickstarter. It also it also has a QR code that you can scan in order to see how to play. So you don't need to read the rulebook. You can just go directly through that. Uh, uh, QR code or barcode, and you can scan it, and it will uh, right away direct it through direct direct you through a link where you can find a video of the game of how to play. And again, anyway, this game was released in 2019 this year, and now let's see how it looks and what we find inside the box. Inside the box. Okay, so now we are inside the box. Now let's see what horrors, what terrors. The Cthulhu, the horror in Dunwich, wait for us inside the box. And then, in, as soon as you open the box, if you see the laterals, or the inside box, there's the word box in too many times, uh, it also throws you a question. And it says, do you dare open this box? Yes, indeed. We dare, and we're going to open it for the sake of this podcast. And we're opening the box right now. And I'm going to tell you what it includes. Um, the game contents, you will find 13 Elder God cards, 19 Investigator cards, 13 Unique Minion cards, 121 cards of those are Minions, 107 cards from the Mythos phase, uh, 193 from the Unique Library cards, you find also Mythos Location cards, Arrangement cards, 60 Stutter cards, 10 Combat Tracker cards, 24 Health Sanity Pointers, they are very good, uh, 3D printed, one Cthulhu six-sided dice, also very nice. One card divider tray, I love it. I, I already mentioned the incubation game uh, when we, that was the previous episode, by the way, in September when we were not yet on the horror and terror, we were more talking about kids and family. So if you get too scared, go to our previous episode, take a, take again the DeLorean, go back to the future, listen to our previous episode, and we talk about incubation, the board game by Synapse Games. Anyway, now we are in the Halloween month, so let's forget about that for a little bit. Uh, so you get a total of 535 cards. If you are a person that likes to sleep your board games, well, you know that you will need to spend a little bit of money because you get a lot of cards. That's nothing bad. It's also very good 
because it adds a lot of replayability. You get a total of 535 cards and you get the dividers, which I really like. There's different sections for you to put the cards. There's also a section in case you get the map, which I know they had it on Gen Con and I'm pretty sure they're going to have it on different conventions for sale. And I'm not sure if you can find that mat on their website. But anyway, if you happen to design a mat or find a different mat design in Board Game Geek, or you have a mat that you want to use for this game, well, there's a space also on the divider for you to place a mat. At least that's what I think that space is for. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. They also have a space for the dice. Uh, and you know, so everything can fit perfectly here. You also have a little bit more extra space, which I'm assuming you can put the base game here probably. I'm not sure I haven't played the base game. I only have played this standalone version. And for what I read, there's, it's, you know, it has the same uh, feeling. So, and even on the rule book, it tells you that just the different things from that game to this one, uh, and it's not that much. So anyway, you will have the same experience. And that's what you get inside the box, tons of cards. Uh, the 3D tokens, which uh, they're markers for health and sanity on your characters and all the bad guys on the minions, and uh, they call them the, you know, the Elder Gods. Well, they don't call them the Elder Gods. They're called in the HP Lovecraftian universe, the Elder Gods. And you have the pointers, very nice 3D. You have uh, different cards, they're called Lovebook, the Lovebooks, I'm sorry, the trackers for each bad guy. So anyway, those are what you, that's what you get inside the box. So now let's jump and let me tell you how this horrific game plays. Gameplay. crazy, horrific, scary music. Now we are ready to talk about the game and let's talk about how Cthulhu the Horror in Dunwich plays. Now, this is a deck building, as the name says, but my friends, don't let that trick you because I always, I always appreciate, this is a spoiler alert, we're probably going to talk about in the next section of the show, which is our thoughts of the game. I always appreciate when a deck building works a little bit different, even if it's a tech building, and it will make sense in a little bit. So anyway, the game divides in different phases, like most of the Cthulhu and HP Lovecraftian game does. You know, you have the planning phase, which is, or the investigator phase, if you want to call it, and then you have the combat phase, which of course will include the mythos phase. You know, they don't call it a mythos phase, more like a mythos step. But basically, you have two phases: planning which is where the investigators do their things, sort of, they're going to do some things, but not everything. And then you have the combat phase, which is where you're going to have the mythos step, but also the investigator is going to come and play and do some crazy stuff in order to save the city or the country or the village or whatever you're playing here in Cthulhu, the horror in Dunwich. And I'm saying whatever you're playing because it's going to be different setups and different enemies and different elder gods and different um, locations and things like that 
that you're going to be playing during the game. So now let me tell you how the game works. So basically for the setup, right, you're going to get, you know, like, like every uh, deck building, you're going to get the library, in this case that's what it's called, and the library, well, is where you can buy cards from. So first of all, before we jump into that, each, each player is going to grab a character that, that includes many, many, many characters on this standalone expansion, which also adds more replayability. And you're going to get a slide pointer, and you're going to put it to the max of the health and the sanity. And also, each character will have a different, a different um, you know, special ability. Once you have that, you're going to get your seven slot cards and three unique stagger cards. Because starting with that, you're going to start with three stagger cards. Those cards... You know, like in many deck building games, you have some cards that they just occupy space in your hand and they basically, basically are, are hurting you in the aspect that you're, waiting, you're wasting a space on your hand. Well, these cards, besides wasting a space on your hand, they also can do damage or they can do insanity to you. So you need to be careful if you want to play those ones or discard them. Because you, usually you will discard them, but there's going to be some effects in the game that it will, you know, block you from discarding them. And then you will need to play them, and that's where bad things are going to start to happen. Then, after that, you're going to get a random Elder God in, um, in different middle location. You, well, actually, the middle location is the one that you're going to draw one and place it face up. In, uh, you know, it's going to be in easy view of all investigators. And it will be in effect for the whole game unless investigators find a way to remove it. And then you're going to put the rest of the middle locations back into the game of the box. And they will not be used for a game. So with that being said, you have to have a bunch of cards. And basically you're going to draw one. And that's going to be the location where you're going to play the game. And that location also going to have a setup. And it's going to tell you which, uh, either which Elder God you need to spawn. Or you're going to draw a random Elder Gods from the Elder Gods deck. And you're going to place it to start the game. So you're going to have the location where you're playing. And you're also going to have the Elder God that you're going to be fighting. And that Elder God also is going to tell you if you need to summon any minions or any bad thing. Well, usually they will give you minions. They will tell you, for example, if you're playing uh, one investigator, it will tell you, like, the number, the number of uh, these uh, Elder God draws this type of minion. Uh, number of in each investigator minus two. So basically, you're gonna do two minus one is one. Well, you're gonna draw one minion that is already that is already instructed on the on the other card, and then you're gonna spawn it. But anyway, that's what you're gonna kind of set up, and then you're gonna you know get the main deck, which they call library, and you're gonna draw five cards face up, which that's where you can buy the cards. Now, one interesting thing about this deck building is that uh, compared to other deck buildings, that you have different currencies. You have attacks, for example, on the legendaries, right? That are probably the most common deck buildings. Or, um, well, you know, the, the minion is not like a, more like a, that's a deck building, but it's only to buy, you don't attack or anything like that. Where some things you can do. But anyway, but let's put it like a legendary example, right? Like a legendary, you have attack cards, and then you have like a currency cards, or, you know, to buy, to recruit heroes. In this game, you have Moxie. And Moxie is the main currency of the game. You're going to make damage with the, with the Moxie, you're going to recruit heroes with the Moxie. So... With that being said, you're going to have different types of cards that you can buy or you can get from the library. Like location cards, like action cards, like spells, like equipment, like allies, like gear. You can also equip gear that are permanent cards that are going to stay in front of you. 
and they're going to help you to defeat those elder gods and minions that believe me you want to defeat them as soon as possible because if you keep them alive they're gonna destroy you and your friends my friend anyway um so that's kind of how you set up the game right like after selecting one location selecting one one elder god randomly and then that elder god we're gonna bring more minions and then you're gonna place the five cards um that are gonna be able from the library to recruit or to buy and now you're ready to start the game you have your deck of cards once again that seven deck they're called slot they give you moxies and also you have three that they hurt you and you're gonna have well, like i said before you're gonna the game is divided in two phases planning and combat in the planning phase well you're simply gonna draw your hand of five cards and then each investigator is going to start to do different steps on this step i guess it makes sense right so you're going to first uh, preparation which is basically you're going to start to play the cards from your hand uh, not all of them and i will tell you why in a little bit you're going to let's say you have you play three moxies you have five cards the first card you draw is five moxies total five basics all right or five stylers five stylers i'm sorry so then you're going to play three and with those three well you're going to research which basically is buying cards from the library or recruiting cards from the library so let's say you buy with those three cards you buy a card that it's a spell that gives you or a weapon that gives you three moxie right so you play those three cards in front of you you buy the card but here is one difference from other games when you recruit a card from the library from the main uh, pool of cards that you can buy or recruit when you recruit or buy a card from there instead of going to your discard pile like in, in many deck buildings it goes directly through your hand so with those three moxies that you that you spent to get that weapon or that knife that give you other three moxies well that knife now is going to go to your hand even if you just recruit it it goes to your hand it doesn't go to your discard pile so that's one different thing that this deck building has and then you're going to do a final preparation which basically is you already you already this you already buy a card you either decide if you want to buy another card or you just stay with two hand with two cards still on your hand like in this case right that we play three we buy one card and we we the the one the card that we bought we put in our hand so we should have three cards in our hand no two cards in three cards in your hand yeah with the one that we bought and three cards in this card pile so now you decide if you want to buy again but you cannot use the card that you recruit of course um but or you want to prepare for the fight as the uh, final preparation and then after that let's say you decide to keep those three cards and you're gonna you're gonna know why you want to keep those three cards then you refill the university which basically is the cards that they're in the empty spaces you place cards over there then is the combat phase the elder god activates and the elder god usually is going to have something like deal two damage and two sanity to each investigator and then spawn a minion of this type or two minions of this type and then you spawn the minions so now besides the elder god giving you some damage well now he also is spawning some minions then is the mythos phase how the mythos phase work there's a big 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 humongous mythos deck cards and you're gonna draw the top card from there and something bad is gonna happen for example we have one here that is just permanent and it's called oh man i hope i can pronounce it curse of Eloy the un the unborn and it says double the numerical values on minion cards that means he makes the minions more powerful because if a minion was six on health now it's 12 on health things like that so you're gonna draw mythos cards and usually those mythos cards 
are gonna put the scenario more difficult to you or they're gonna bring more minions or in some cases more elder gods all right so after you do that after you resolve the elder god attack after you resolve the minions attack uh i'm sorry the elder god the mythos and then each minion after you draw the mythos case uh the mythos card i'm sorry each minion is gonna attack you so now each minion usually will have a thing that says something like deal each investigator uh two damage and one sanity so you're gonna take those two damage and one sanity you're gonna subtract them from your health and sanity track then after the elder gods the mythos and the minions they will attack you then it's your turn my friend once again another aspect that is different on this deck building remember those cards that you save in your hand now you want to use them so with the remaining moxie that you have in your heart in your hand not the ones that you play the ones that you have in your hand now you can start to attack the elder god or the minions and basically you're gonna start to add the sum of all the moxie that you have so let's say in total you're playing two players and in total uh, you guys have a remaining of, well, we were talking about the case of one player, right? So let's say you have seven Moxie or five Moxie on your card, on your hand, I'm sorry. Then you can decide if you want to attack one of the minions or if you want to attack the Elder God. Because the game, the purpose of the game is that the game will end either if all the characters are dead or if there's no Elder Gods in the board, I mean on the board on the table. So if there's no Elder Gods in the table, the minions are gonna flee and you automatically win the game. So you will probably think like, well, I mean, I just need to focus and start to attack the Elder God. I don't care about the minions and I just start to attack the Elder God every time. Here's the thing, my friend. The Elder Gods, they will activate each turn and each turn they're gonna be spawning more minions and more minions and Mythos Face are gonna get more minions into the game. So the whole Eldritch I'm sorry, the whole uh, horror in Dunwich is going to start to come over you. So you also want to find the correct time and balance to defeat those minions and to know when to attack the other gods. So then after you resolve all those things, after you receive attacks and you attack, you go to the cleanup, which is basically you now discard all the cards that you previously played to buy uh, things from the library. You discard all, all the cards that you played to attack. You draw another five cards. Well, you don't draw. You clean everything. And now that everything is organized, you go back to the planning phase. And then you draw a new hand. And then you're going to start to resolve all the previous steps again. It's a game that it can get very um, com not complex, but it can get very challenging, I guess, at some point. Um, you know, uh, each each minion and each uh, elder god will have their, their own uh, health track. They're usually very hard, and you're going to have your health track as well, as well as your sanity. Um, and I don't want to tell you anything else other than what, it, what the gameplay was, because now I want to jump into our next section, which is to tell you what I think about the game, if I rather play this game solo or cooperative, and, you know, all the pros and cons. So let's jump into the next section of the show. Solo or cooperative okay so now we are in my favorite section of the show which is basically tell you talk from my heart and tell you what i think about a game and like in this case if i rather play this game solo or cooperative and well i need to tell you that you know let's talk about some things of the game some aspects we mentioned at the beginning the aesthetics of the game 
the art for me personally, and this is personally like every review that you see or or on YouTube that you hear on podcast, of course, every review is very subjective to the person, right? For this game, I cannot tell you uh, if the aesthetics are or the or the art is good or bad, and why? Because for me, it's good. I like the art. I like the comic, I guess, comicish art, graphic art of the game. Uh, very creepy, very uh, scary at the same time. Uh, a lot of gore, I guess I would say you see a lot of blood on the cards. Uh, the monsters, the gods, the minions are very creepy, very, uh, you know, graphically speaking, they are very, I guess, rated R. And that's why you see on the game, even that you can play 14 euro plus. I totally get it. This game is not for anybody that is uh, 14 euro less. I would probably could see and don't see wrong if they would have put 15 euro plus or 18 euro plus because of the graphics. Uh, but it would be totally depending on, you know, if you allow your teenagers to play this game. Um, but, um, you know, the art is good. For me, it's good. But I don't know if for some people it's going to be a little bit too much creepy, too much gore. Uh, I like it. I appreciate it because it's different to all the other Cthulhu games that there are a lot of Cthulhu games around, especially from Fantasy Flight, where the art, it's it's kind of, a, you know, with a theme, but it's nothing gory or anything like that. This game, it's a little bit gory. With, once again, I don't have any problem with it. I actually enjoy it and it, it, it is more immersive. It gives that immersiveness on the game. But I don't know if for some people that could be a little bit also like, it's not scary, but like, you know, like a, okay, like, oh, like a lot of blood. I want to take my distance of that. Anyway, um, you know, especially for, um, I don't know, it just depends on many things. You know, you could, th- you could think about, um, you know, uh, anxiety, religion, or whatever, I guess, if we go very immersive, which I hope it does not the case. But uh, once again, the art, I like it. I think it's a good art. I think they did a great job with that. Uh, I'm pretty sure most of you amazing listeners, they're going to, if you're looking for a game like this, like a horror game, then when you see this art, you're going to like it, right? It's not like a work placement game that you buy and then you see the art and then like, oh my God, like I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting something, but not crazy like this. Well, this game, my, my way of thinking is like, if you want to play a horror game, you don't have any problem with the art and the gory. So with that being said, I think the art is good, but that's the only part that I can, I can see some more people like, you know, a little bit cautious about it. But anyway, globally speaking, I think the art for me, once again, Derek, very subjective, solo BG podcast. <laughs> I think the art is very good. Uh, anyway, and for the people I've been playing, they like it actually too. So I don't see, I don't see that, why that thing, that will be, that's, I don't see how that will be a, a, you know, a big thing. Sorry for my English again. Anyway, uh, I, so the art is one thing. Uh, you know, another good thing of the game was, like I said in the beginning, and I spoiled you, I really appreciate when a game, um, when a deck building game tries to do something different. And the people from Wyvern Games, they definitely try it and they accomplish it. They did a good job, in my opinion, because it's a deck building, yes, but it has different mechanics that feel, that makes the game feel different from other deck buildings, you know? Because, for example, I will talk about the legendary deck building games, right? Which they're one of my favorites. The encounters games and, you know, 
It's, it's more about if you like the theme of the game. For example, me, I like the X-Files, the legendary encounters, the aliens encounters, for example, the Predator ones. I like them, and I will play them because I like the theme. I personally haven't seen Firefly. I don't have too much interest in watching Firefly. I know I will at some point, but what I'm trying to say is, like, I'm not going to play the Firefly game. And it's probably it's a good game, but I don't play it because of the theme. But I know if I play it, like I already did with my friend Caleb and Jonathan, it feels very similar in the mechanics, you know, to other legendary deck building games. And even to other deck building games. So it's more about the theme that you actually enjoy. They, they change some things, but the main engine by Devin Lowe, which is very good, there's nothing wrong with that, it's still the same. Now, in this one, our friends, our friends from Wyvern, once again, they did something different, uh, you know, managing that deck building part of like, okay, I'm going to spend one moxie in the preparation step, and, and I'm going to keep some cards in my hand, I'm, I'm going to use three cards to buy stuff, and I'm going to keep two, because now I, I need to, uh, you know, in the combat phase, I need to try to defeat the minion on the Elder God. So that aspect of this deck building makes you and forces you to try to have a better strategy in order to survive and win the game. You need to have a strategy. That's another good thing about the game. So the aspects, uh, the mechanical aspects of the deck building are different. So that's a plus too. The replayability, you get a lot of cards. You get a lot, a lot of cards, different locations, different Elder Gods. That adds a lot of replayability. This is not the game that you want to play in a campaign or something like that. Because you can play, you can play uh, different scenarios every time. They're all going to be, uh, you know, unique. And that will give you a lot of replayability. You get a lot of characters, the good ones, the main characters. You get a lot of them, the investigators, and with different abilities and different things. So that's another good thing. Also, I didn't mention that they all have special abilities, or probably I did. They have a backstory, which is very good. And they have an after-death ability. So because even if you're playing uh, cooperative and your character die, you're still going to trigger an ability that is after you die that is going to help your friends in order to win the game. So that's a very good thing also from the game. Uh, what else? The replayability, the art, uh, you have the mechanics, like I said, the building, you have the tray, which I really appreciate, the dividers, it's very good. Uh, also, that aspect, I really like, once again, I really appreciate when a game has already the dividers and the tray for the cards or the meeples or the components in general. So that's another good thing, the size of the box, very easy to start, that's good too. And thematically, it's the theme is there, it's very immersive. Uh, I like that the game is very challenging, it's very hard. From all the times that I have played, I won two times four-player games and one time solo. And I have played this game like seven times solo and cooperative like probably six times. So that gives you the number, the numbers that, I don't know, for... Every time that I played, like I said, seven times solo, and I only have one, one, you know, and it was this morning before recording the show, just to check a few aspects of the game before record, and I was able to win, and, uh, you know, it was still very challenging and hard. That's another part of the game that for some people, it can be a good thing, like in my case, that, you know, my filters are like in a game, I like to die, I like challenging games, I like hard games, but this game jumps a little bit, a little bit over the top of challenge. It's challenge. You're not going to win. Well, probably you're going to win the first time and you're going to get lucky. But that's going to be not too very often, you know. It's a challenge game. You're going to die. It's going to be like, oh, my God, if I would do this before. And then you're going to start the game again. Uh, you know, and that's when I told you that 
this game, it's a game that you want to play your strategy very well in managing your cards, the moxie, the resource. In that way, you're going to be able to survive and kill the bad guys and win because also the bad guys, every turn, they're going to keep bringing more stuff and it's going to become very challenging, very, very hard. That's another aspect of the game that it's also good, but also, you know, challenging, I will put it like that. And... And that's probably it. All that's all my thoughts on, on Cthulhu the Horror and Dunwich. Um, you know, this game once again you can find it in the Wyvern Games website. And Wyvern, just because of my accent, um, I will tell you it's W Y V E R N Gaming. Once again, W Y V E R N Gaming. V is as in Victor. In case in my accent <laughs> mess it up again. And anyway, you know. It's a game that I like. Once again, this game was provided to me during Gen Con. Uh, <clears throat> of course, like I told you before, all the games that I received that the amazing publishers and designers send, I, I always try to be very neutral. And I always will tell you if I bought the game or if the game was given to me. Um, this game, I have fun. I already played multiple times with friends and solo. And I can tell you that I prefer this game to play cooperative. Why? Because solo is very hard. It's very hard. And even for me, that I like hard games, it's very hard. I mean, I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy it. It's just it's very hard. That's all. And, um, and you know, I think the, the gameplay is also better cooperative because there are some actions that the bad guys trigger that they affect other players and things like that. So because of that, I think the game... Uh, is is very well meant to be cooperative, two player, three player, four player doesn't matter as long as it's cooperative. But if you are mainly a solo gamer, I will definitely recommend this game to you as well. Just keep in mind that it's gonna be hard to succeed on the you know the Dunwich universe. Like in this game, they're mentioning and is the atmosphere in the universe of this Cthulhu game. Um, so yeah, I rather play it solo. I mean cooperative. Uh, but, you know, I can play it solo as well, like I've been playing it already seven times. Um, this game, I would like to give it a rating. I think on the on Board Game Geek, it has a rating of 8.3. And, you know, my ratings, I do it from 0 to 5, like the Netflix rating, copyright, I guess. Um, you know, and where 0, it's a game that you hate, that you want to burn it, that you regret wasting your energy, even looking at that game, like you were walking on the shelf of the gaming store, and you turn your face and you... Turn your eyes and you see that box, and then you know that the game sucks because it's a zero. You you also regret regret that second that you look at that box. So you know that's that that's all the low that the review can go zero. And you have the opposite, which is five, that it's a game that you can play it every night and you don't have any problem with it because it's a game that brings you that excitement. Which so far I don't think I have been found a game that is five out of five so far. Um, you know, but. Who knows? Probably I have said in the past, but I don't think I found a game that is 5 out of 5. Anyway, for this game, I want to give it as a cooperative, cooperative uh, horror, terror, deck building game. Those three things. Or like terror deck building game. Or Cthulhu deck building game cooperative. I give it a strong 4. Strong 4 out of 5. Why? Because... This is a game that I actually want to play with my friends. You know, if you want to play a deck building, at and if, if you want to play that that atmosphere of horror or terror, this is a game that I definitely want to play with them because, you know, it's challenging, it's hard, and it's going to make us 
play strategy and he's gonna make us cooperative. With that being said, uh, I give this game a uh, 4 out of 5. Once again, this is Cthulhu, the deck building game, um, the horror in Dunwich standalone expansion from Wyvern Games. And before we say goodbye, I wanna I wanna really um, read this part of the rulebook, which I really like. By the way, the rulebook is very nice. Um, it's very self-explanatory. At the end of the rulebook, um, they put that the game is dedicated in loving memory of Philip Lawyer, our time traveler. I'm not sure if it's the same character that you find as a time traveler in the Soldier game and in this game, but if it is, that was a very nice gesture from our friends from Wyvern. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure this guy, uh, Philip Lawyer, he was very close to them, probably a part of the team or the family of Wyvern. Uh, but once again, this game was in loving memory of Philip Lawyer, our time traveler. Without being said, don't forget that we're still going to have three more games on this uh, special Halloween. For for uh, This was the chapter one. We're going to have chapter two, chapter three, and chapter four. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SoloBG Podcast. And like always, remember... For victory, go tell your friends. Till next time, see you through the speaker and at the tabletop.